You're listening to the Not So Black and White Real Estate Podcast with your hosts, Sir Colin Campbell and Gary A. McGowan. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. It's Sir Colin Campbell here and Gary A. McGowan, and we're inside the Not So Black and White Real Estate Podcast. We have a special guest in the studio today, the queen, the queen of the north. <laughs> I like it. Lorraine Jordan. I like it. Now, before we really get into Lorraine and why she's sitting in the hot seat today, we're going to just tune into our sponsor quickly and then get back to Lorraine. This is Dion Begg from Butler Mortgage. For the past 15 years, I've helped families answer the big three financial questions. How do I pay off my home faster, pay for my kids' education, and build wealth for retirement? We answer these questions through helping plan and fund significant investment property portfolios. If you're a first-time buyer or buying your first or 10th investment property, please reach out for a free consultation so we can ensure you build the best portfolio possible. Search for mortgagesbydion.com or call me at 800-518-1221. Well, here we are. We are live in the studio. Yes, yes, Lorraine, yes. that seat was cold three minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all good. It's starting to heat up. It's yeah. starting to heat up. That's all right. You know... We ask our guests to come in the studio because it obviously raises the energy. It's fun interaction. But when you got to drive two and a half hours, that's a bit of a deal. Eh? It's a little bit, but you guys are worth it. Yes. Oh. Did you hear that? We're worth it. Yeah, baby. Okay. So as I do, I like to read the bio of all our guests because it's important that the people know, you know, all the, all the people that are watching this and listening to the podcast, it's, it's important to know a little bit of what you do. And we're going to dive a lot into that, what you do for, for others around you. And, and your story is pretty amazing. So without further ado, I've got the piece of paper here that was sent to us. And she said, if I don't read it correctly, there's going to be trouble. So absolutely. <laughs> no, I'm making stuff. Like I haven't that. even seen it yet. <laughs> okay. That means Colin. That. Okay. Here we go. Here's, this go is what it. we got. So Lorraine of team Jordan, and, and we'll talk about where team Jordan is focused out of but quickly, where is it focused out of? Where's home base? Midland, Penetang, and Barrie. Perfect. Sweet. Okay. So now geographically, that's about two and a half, two hours north of Toronto for those of you that, that don't know that area. But here's, here's Lorraine's uh, bio. Uh, a real estate professional with almost three decades of experience and a passion for all things community. Lorraine is an innovator. She always follows her own vision and does what is best for the people that she is surrounded by. I love that, by the way. A forever learner, Lorraine is a landmark graduate, Tony Robbins master and certified John Mack trainer and speaker. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that I love busy. too. Busy, busy girl. <laughs> Although she is proud of her many awards and accomplishments of what drives her and the people, uh, her other people that she meets, the relationship she has built and the lives she has touched, helping others build, building lifelong relationships is her passion. She has always been a very client centered in her values and commitment to excellence. She believes working together to build a positive and exciting experience. Her genuine, humble and energetic ways combined with her desire to grow and continuously challenge her limits, make her an inspiration to everyone around her. I kind of want to stop right yeah, there. Yeah. Oh. You can. <laughs> okay. Anyway, lead, she's a leader, coach and mentor, realtor, a true inspiration. And, and for some of her accomplishments, Lorraine has followed her vision, established and built her own successful real estate team, Team Jordan, which is now one of the largest Keller Williams um, teams in Canada, which is absolutely amazing. We'll talk a lot about that. Ranked 16th. Uh, she ranked 16th out of 172 agents worldwide. Lorraine's not finished yet, coming off an unprecedented year. She continues to venture into the unknown, reaching for growth and positively impacting the community and impacting you, impacting me wow. every day. Wow, that's impressive, my friend. I am just <laughs> honored to have Lorraine in this seat. Um, Seriously, show's over. <laughs> <laughs> Drop the mic. Um, yeah. Pretty much. Um, Lorraine and I, we've known each other for some time now. Uh, it's uh, someone that I truly admire, respect. And in the spirit of, you know, um, Women's Day, month, year, uh, we had to get uh, Lorraine Jordan on the show in the hot seat because she's just one of those business women that you need to listen to, if not, you know, meet with her and learn as much as possible you can. Thank you. Appreciate Thanks for being that. here. Yeah. So, Lorraine, we always like to start off with a little bit about, okay, that was great. This was on paper. That was awesome. But what's the two-minute bio of Lorraine? Like, where did Lorraine come from? How did you end up here? What? What? Oh, that's not two minutes. That's <laughs> <laughs> good thing it's an hour show long. But I'm holding you to two minutes. Mm. Like, give us that little backstory of Lorraine Jordan. In two minutes. Well. Um, 
basically, I worked in a small grocery store in a small town, Penetang. Uh, I got my first job when I was 13, and I don't know, we just kind of had some fun with it. So what happened was um, I worked, I learned every job in the store. And what happened was I ended up doing, uh, I was in the meat department deli and there was a great butcher there. And we used to joke around that everybody would come in and say, you know, uh, oh, do you have any pork chops or whatever it was? And that would be what we'd be out of that day. So he go, oh, why wouldn't they buy sausages or something like that? So we started a bet. And we would bet, um, you know. Okay, that's three minutes in the show. We're I know, already talking about betting. But you really, you, you really got to hear the story. I don't know where we're going. I like where we're going. <laughs> so he'd be like, "I bet we can't. You can't get rid of this." So we'd start a betting game. And so picture this: I'm at the time 16 years old. Um, I hate to say this, but the internet didn't really exist then. And I would go in. Uh, I was in high school, and I would go to the library. It's a place with books. And I'd pick out a magazine and. We were like grocery stores weren't open late at night. So we were that place that everyone would stop on the way home and, you know, great mom and pop shop. And I would find a recipe in this magazine. And what would happen is everybody, because I worked five to ten every night on their way home, they would stop by and they'd say, like, what's for dinner, Lorraine? And I'd have this recipe that would highlight the item I needed to win the bet with to sell. And people would pick this little bag up of, you know, um, ingredients and the sausages or pork chops or whatever it was we wanted to sell. So it just turned into I just crushed him I mean I won every night um, and he was there all day long he was there 9 to 5 and from 5 to 10 I would always sell out of whatever we needed to sell that day and he said you gotta go into like used car sales or something um, and I decided real estate so I took a co-op and ended up getting into real estate when I was 18 wow 18 yeah wow. so I know that was more than two minutes but it's kind of a fun no, story I, no we I, talked I, about betting and <laughs> pork chops yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I yeah. like that. So from young on, you were dad entrepreneur. Sales was in your blood. Your family, mom, dad, any of them were into sales? Were you surrounded by sales? Well, we always joke. My dad always had a lawnmower or a car or something on the front lawn, a trailer, because he just enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, my grandfather used to, and I I have pictures, I was like four years old going door to door with him selling potatoes. I don't know if it started then or, wow. I don't know. It just seemed like fun. And now you went from selling potatoes to now <laughs> opportunities. To opportunities, yeah, I would wow. definitely call it opportunities. Wow. Not love just it. homes. Love it, love it. So <laughs> to kind of set a little bit of the tone, like we're, you know, we, we bring people in here and, and obviously, as we say every show, we're, we want to bring people in here that are doing bigger and better things than we are. And and that's just to grow us and, and to grow the audience. But, you know, tell us, you know, just a little bit about what the team looks like, your, your real estate team looks like, Team Jordan, and how big that is, just so people can kind of get a grasp of the type of business leader and the leader that you are. So we've averaged uh, roughly 10 agents for the last maybe three years on the team. Um, Right now we're we're in growth mode and I believe count today is 15. We just recruited somebody new on Friday. So that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, And then we kind of joke that we have an admin for each person on the team (laughs) because that's pretty much how it works. Um, We're very um, customer service driven. So we have inside sales. We have three of those. Um, We have the lead uh, transaction, listing coordinator, um, financing. Uh, We have three people in marketing. I have my VP of sales and marketing. Um, Kelly on our team is trainer. Yes. So that's, and then we have a stager and we have a handyman as well. So really full service. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. That's, that's a huge team. And like you said, it's more, it's more focused on the customer and their experience because to have a stager there, because most people, they don't have a stager or even a handyman on their team. So really like that. Now, uh, what is the biggest lesson that you've learned in you know, your years of real estate. Oh, so many. Um, One of the big ones is you're only as good as your weakest link. So um, it doesn't matter if it's somebody on your team or if it's um, a a service provider that you deal with. Um, If they, you know, they, they set the standard. Yeah. So if the bar is always up higher, then everybody's reaching. Whereas if you bring someone in, you know, um, I, I believe that's a mistake a lot of people do. I mean, I, I started that way. My first hire was um, a client of mine that wasn't working. 
So it was kind of like, hey, bring her on. And if things don't work out, it's not going to be so bad because, um, you know, it's not like she left a job to come and work for me. Yeah. Whereas now I meet great people and I go after them. Awesome. Wow. So now when it came to building your business to the level where it's at today, you mentioned uh, 15 agents, you know, what it took to break through that ceiling from, you know, individual agent to, okay, I'm going to build a team. And I'm sure every level, it's a new ceiling you're breaking. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I I started building my first team. So um, my first hire happened after I had my fourth child. Okay. So we had just built a new home. Uh, yeah, four. Uh, <laughs> I, always I stopped at three and I thought that was crazy. <laughs> yeah. um, we had just finished building a new home. So going through the construction, everything while I was pregnant and then we had the baby and um, it was just kind of a little bit crazier than before. Yeah. And I hired that one assistant um, mostly because I just I just knew I needed help. Okay. And it didn't take long to kind of figure out that that wasn't going to kind of work because I didn't hire, I didn't hire the right person for the role. I hired somebody that I met that I thought could help me with the role. Okay. So I then hired somebody um, that was a really good fit for the role. And then I added a buyer's agent shortly after for the leverage. And then I really took off. I mean, at that point, um, before hiring them, I was around 70, 80 transactions. And as soon as I, I, I got pretty close to a hundred the first, the last year on my own. And then it just kind of blew up from there with the leverage. Okay. So just to give uh, our listeners or audience uh, an idea of your production, if you have your numbers, if you could just, I know it's, Lorraine is so um, humble. <laughs> humble and modest like this is things that she she doesn't talk about but uh and i'm gonna pull that we out we me. average about 400 transactions a year okay give or take last year uh we went we went up so for seven years i was at 179 transactions and then when we joined keller williams and then i got uh, marianne as a coach we went from that 179 to 259 i believe it was and then we went to like 365 with our 365 was our full first year implementing the systems and the models and having Marianne coach us through that. Awesome. So there's a whole bunch of questions that <laughs> that just produced. I hope everybody is on the same mindset, but so there's a couple of things there. You hit a limit. You had a ceiling without For a team. seven. Well, with a team. With the team. Okay. So but like, seven years, seven it was years. like 168, 179, 171, 177. Like it just kept bouncing. I just, I was getting a headache. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Roughly. That's which, super, which yeah. for some that might be, Hey, great for, for people like you that want to blow through that. Like it got comfortable. I have yeah. to admit during that time period, it was a long stretch. I mean, it was comfortable. I mean, I'd get more leverage, you know, with time off. Um, you know, my kids were little. I did a schedule where what really propelled things is when I, I used to take Tuesdays and Thursdays off. So if I took Tuesday and Thursday off to do swimming lessons and, you know, go to the park and hang out, I'd have to get my work done on Monday in order to take Tuesday off. I couldn't say, oh, I'll just do that tomorrow. So it just made me more purposeful. Okay. And, and I'm thinking here, like, you could have made so many more excuses because you're... You're not in a market like Toronto is where there's thousands and thousands and thousands of sales if we, if we just look outside our doors. You're, right. you're, you're in a smaller market. And the population's 20,000. 20,000. You're still doing those numbers. So your market share, you you must own the market up there. Yeah. But that's a choice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do. I like that. Well, I, um, I mean, I believe we're very, very fortunate and I'm grateful the community support. I mean, people talk about, you know, oh, you mess up something now. Oh, social media is going to, you know, jump all over you. I mean, you should try being in a small town. Yeah. I mean, my kids used to hate it. Like I wasn't allowed to go grocery shopping because next thing you know, I'd book a couple appointments and, you know, or I don't know. I've always had the mindset of giving back and always, you know, helping out. And like if I met somebody that I knew, I talk to them not only because i wanted to do a sale i mean i was helping them with whatever it was <laughs> kind of yeah i right i grew up in the town that we are in stoville <laughs> and when we moved here there was twelve thousand people so i can walk out and walk along the street and go grocery shopping and it's this yeah oh, hi. It's, hi. <laughs> which you know for it's, some yeah sometimes my kids were a little upset because so was i because the ice cream melted before i got home um <laughs> 
But, Those are other issues, though. Yeah, but I mean, seriously, I mean, how great is it to be in a community where everybody knows each other? Yeah. And, you know, we, we've done so many different community events and we used to do just a client focus one. And when Zellers closed, we started um, bringing the whole community into the event. Awesome. Awesome. Why not? So, so you're before the you take over. mayor of that. <laughs> yeah. No, there's some great mayors. The unofficial there. I'm not mayor. The, unofficial. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, there's two there's two things. You, you talked about coaching and Marianne mm-hmm. is your coach. Marianne Gillespie, right? Yes. And uh, and the other one was Keller Williams. What came first? Keller. Um, no, Marianne. Marianne just before. OK. And and so we're, I want I want you guys to talk about that a little bit. And then. But what I what I want to know is what was the difference between your business before and your business after you, you said you joined Keller Williams, there was a whole bunch of other things that happened and, and your numbers went through the roof. Maybe it was hand in hand with your coach. Well, it's um, it's kind of funny because um, I had been following Keller Williams for years and years and years. Like I remember when the Millionaire Real Estate Agent book came out. I mean, I was already starting to build a team. So when this came out, it was like, holy cow, here's the where was this, you know, a year earlier? I could have used it, right? It would have saved me some time. And then what happened was um, I had been attending a lot of their training. I mean, I always love that Keller Williams always invites you to the training. So I was attending all this training, but I was an hour away almost from the closest market center that finally had opened. So, um, you know, it, that made a difference for me, but I guess what happened was I didn't know what I didn't know or what I was missing. I never saw the back end. So as much as I had the book and I was involved in a lot of the training and I could go take all those courses, I didn't see the content that was available online. Mm -hmm. I mean, they have that one site that everyone's allowed to go to, but as an agent, holy cow, you could live back there. All the videos, all the training, all the systems, all the models, uh, everything. It's all back there. So Marianne was a selection because Marianne was in at Keller Williams and she knew how the models work. So it was working with her and then bringing in that back end and putting it all together. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um, You got something for her? Now, um, you're building a team. You're very, you're, you're building a career. You're, you know, moving people along with you. At the same time, you... Had four kids, uh, four kids, and you're doing this as a mom. For young mothers who are getting into the business now, who are thinking that there's no way I can do all of this and still be a mother at the same time, what advice are you giving to them? Oh, um, not true. I mean, it's the best career for that. I mean, it, it's you know, I had three three boys playing hockey at one time. I mean. Ooh. It was it was crazy, you know. There, there's That's tr- why you work so hard. Yeah. No, I made it all the games except for I think the one year I figured I lo- I missed out on two games wow, out of all of you. them, which was huge, really? right? Wow. Uh, school trips, I was there for every school trip, so it's it's flexibility that this um, this opportunity affords you. And I I would do different things. Like if a client um, the client wanted to meet up with me, I would tell them, well, you know, I can't do that time. I can do this time or this time, but I wouldn't say I'm going to a hockey game. Yep. I mean, I got busted a couple times. I mean, I remember the first time walking in and the client's like, hey, I thought you said you couldn't do this afternoon at one. And I said, well, I can't. I'm booked with my kids. If I didn't put them into my schedule, I would never see them. And ha ha ha, right? But I'm still seeing you tomorrow at whatever (laughs) too. And that works. So I would always tell, I always tell my agents that don't ever tell people what you're doing. Just say you're booked and give them alternate times. I mean, they just picked a time. You don't have to rearrange your life for it. Um, And I don't think your clients would expect you to, at least not the people I get I'm lucky enough to work with. Yes, <laughs> right? you choose to work with. Yeah. 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 Um, and the other thing is always, I mean, we always had branding. So we always had our team Jordan jackets, our name, and we wore them everywhere. So, I mean, when you're at the hockey arena, people would talk to you about real estate. I mean, they're your friends. Of course. What of better course. people to sell homes to than people that you know, love, and feel the yeah. same about you? Interesting. Um, so that you've created that life by design, um, regardless of, you know, the strain and, responsibilities of a mom. Um, now at Keller Williams, we talk about uh, our big why. Uh, what gets you out of bed in the morning? What k- drives you to build bigger, bigger? Happiness more? for me is growth. I- I'm addicted to growth. It-, it sounds kind of crazy. And I don't know, my kids think it's crazy now that they're older too, but it's like, there's always that um, it can be done better. It can be done um, smarter. Uh, I can help more people make a bigger impact. It, it, it's, it's growth. Growth. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like yeah. That. I like that. Yeah. 
a little few couple of shout outs here. So yeah, Mark Loeffler. Mark Loeffler. <laughs> he's he's relating this to golf somehow. You're, a ho- you're you you being a hockey mom to golf. I'm sure that uh, works. I have a son that plays golf. He's actually on a scholarship program in the U.S. So oh, we did a lot of golf too. Amazing. <laughs> but yeah, if if you're watching this online, uh, obviously drop a comment and say hi and tell us where you're from because you know with this the podcast. Sh- podcast meets or reaches many parts of uh, North America, which is pretty cool. And if you're watching this on the replay, drop drop questions in there because we we continue to monitor it and answer those questions. And uh, it's, it's fun to have that interaction. And um, today at, at uh, 316, we'll be answering some of your questions that people have posted here too. So Lorraine. Talk a little bit about what pushes you. So you've kind of given given us the hint, and we know it a little bit on on uh, your coach being one. And how has that changed your business? It's it, it's actually implementing systems. Mm. Um, you know, and she doesn't cut you any slack. You know, <laughs> oh. um, <laughs> same coach. Um, you know, it, and it's following up. I mean, sometimes you know, I'm I'm not going to say everything's perfect. I mean, there's days that holy macro. Um, they're heavy days. There's, there's issues. There's people that you really care about that you're not able to reach or help or, you know, and, and, and sometimes people don't want to grow and, and that's a challenge, you know, my, um, my son said it best. Um, cause I, I, I've had some people, you know, come and go, not, it's not for everyone. And his, his quote one day, and I have it on my wall is the big picture doesn't fit on everybody's wall. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I'd type that out here if I was fast yeah. enough. <laughs> I'm going to make a t-shirt out of that. Yeah. Like Get that. one for me too. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, it's true, right? I mean, when you're growth minded and, and you're looking for that, you know, you're, you're, you're changing, you're evolving, you're improving. I mean, I, I never want to be Sears. I yeah. want to be Amazon. I mean, yeah. I think nice. what happened to Sears yeah. is, is brutal. Yeah. You know, this is the way we, we've always done it. And, and I've had people ask me that you've been in real estate for, you know, 30 years. Like, how does that you know, are you getting ready to retire or is that, you know, how does that affect you? The experience, do you, how do you think of it? And I think, God, I, I, Sears should have never, ever have closed their doors. Yeah. I mean, they had the Christmas wish book and, of course. you know, they had a captive audience of three to 93 year olds and they had a distribution center figured out yeah. and they're gone. Yeah. Yeah. Say that quote again for the people that are still trying to write it down. <laughs> <laughs> the big picture doesn't fit on everybody's wall. Love it. I, I love like it. That. I like that. Mm-hmm. Now, what are you doing to, because um, running a massive team, producing, you know, 400 plus uh, units a year where you're helping, you know, clients, 400 plus clients. How are you holding your team accountable? So Kelly's great at helping with that. Deidre's great at helping with that. And then I love doing my one-on-one coaching. Um, I'm actually increasing that. My goal is to, you know, spend more time with them every month um, because I see the difference. When you have, the more people you attract that are growth-minded, the more you're able to pour into them. And and, I mean, they're just there with a big basket catching everything. Um, And it's changing lives. It's pretty cool. So recently... um, I noticed that back in the day when I first got into real estate, I hung around with everybody that was 10, 15 years older than me so that I could learn. And now I'm hanging around with people that are much younger than me. <laughs> um, I, I want to say thank you, but I also want to turn the water like <laughs> I know. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, because they're the ones that you're getting that opportunity to learn. Like I've spent so much time in the last couple of years with, um, you know, people in their 20s. Nice. And I think it's really, really fascinating because normally, you know, you get an agent and they're like, oh, there's the newbie or the young guy comes in and he knows everything, you know, the cowboy, right? I've heard all those terms. Mm-hmm. And I've also seen them come in and go, oh, there's the dinosaur that knows nothing. And, you know, they do everything old fashioned. But when you bring the two together and you come from a place of respect and, you know, seek first to understand it's incredible. It's just a beautiful space to be and you're both learning. I mean, experience is invaluable, but so is that fresh new look. Of course. Um, you know, and, and there's people on my team that I've hired and because I've been in real estate so long, I always think real estate and I've hired a lot of people that don't come from a real estate background because I want to implement that into, mm. um, you know, th- it's great to have that knowledge and I know it and we have the resources of Keller Williams, but if you can bring people that are more like your client mindset, then you're able to grow and shift things in a different right. way. Right. Cool. 
Yeah. What is it you're doing to cast that vision to attract the right people to, to your team? Well, I always think that leadership um, begins with doing and being. So for me, it, it's just being out there and being who I am, which is, I mean, I am who I am. I don't, I don't try to be anybody else. Um, I think they're all taken. Um, I love that saying. Uh, She's just full of the quotes today. <laughs> oh, I, I love, love quotes. You can think we're recording team. this. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's <laughs> it's about just being who you are. And I believe, I mean, the phone rings. We get emails. We get people that are interested. And yep. yeah, so. No, that's cool. I, I sorry. Go ahead. Um, hi to Dina out there, and, and she says hi, Lorraine. You're um, inspiring. You are <laughs> inspiring. That's why we hang around you. The so for the agents that have never thought about creating a team or joining a team, what's your little elevator pitch on why a team versus perhaps why not a team? Instead of being on their own? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, um. Okay, stop. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's How it, much time it. do we have? <laughs> oh, my oh gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Should I join like, your team? Oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> it's more like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you would even try to do it on your own. Right. Interesting. Um, you know, I look back, and again, I mean, so it ages me. I, You know, I'm not 24. I, I don't know if I'd want to be, but. You look good for 29. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Um, you know, if you look at it, it's, you know, we used to put things, uh, you know, in the newspaper, uh, in an MLS book, a sign out front. Like we did such simple things. And now, I mean, we do, it's like 238 different tasks for every single, you know, role. And I look at um, like all the different departments. I mean, I have three people doing marketing. Mm. Three. Mm-hmm. Like how can you do that on your own? I don't care what system you use. You're, yeah. it, it's not an easy task. Yep. And everybody has their own talent. Everyone has their own sweet spot. So to me, the beauty of a team is everyone gets to do the part that they love. Like as an agent, I want to be belly to belly with people. I want to be doing this. I don't want to be sitting in the office like I used to till one o'clock in the morning doing paperwork. Yeah. Right. No, I love it. We were, we were in training the other day with a good friend, Andre Chin and Mm -hmm. uh, Andre's the question was asked to him, do you do open houses? And he operates a, a very successful team. And Andre's like, I'm the last guy you want doing open houses because yeah. he's not good at them. Yeah. Right. So put the agent on your team that's great at doing open houses as a client. That's who I want selling my house. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, and I think that's, that's, you know, people think, oh, I'm not going to join a team because there's this and then I'm giving up that. Well, look at it the, from the opposite side of the paper. Like, look how much you're gaining and you can leverage well, and, and I, I get people that go, oh, you know, if I join a team, I have to do twice as many deals. There's always that, you know, depending mm-hmm. on splits and stuff. But typically they're going, oh, I have to do twice as many deals. I have to work harder. And I'm like, no, you get to work smarter mm-hmm. and you get to be more effective and you get to do just the parts that you love doing. I mean, right. don't get me wrong. There's still some paperwork. I mean, you know, you're the one that went to the house. If yeah. you're listing it, <laughs> you are doing your own offer because, you know, and negotiating. But hopefully you're yeah. good at negotiating. If not, we're going to work on that. Awesome. <laughs> good. Okay, should we do it? Uh, should we do what, it? What time is it? It's time to do it. Okay, let's do it. Shizzy, know we're doing this. <laughs> okay, so here, here we go. Is it working? Yeah, here we go. Here we go. We got a little fun we're gonna do with you, Lorraine. Rapid fire questions. Oh, you ready? there we go. So, some of these are serious. Most of them are funny. <laughs> Did you catch that? Okay, Lorraine, would you rather be texting or talking to a client? Talking. Favorite season of the year spring right now <laughs> love it yes, yes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah that's when we list stuff in the spring well all year but spring is it wrong for a vegetarian to eat animal crackers no <sighs> animal crackers are great yeah that's what i'm talking about first celebrity crush oh me yeah celebrity celebrity <laughs> celebrity <laughs> place you want to travel to france love it favorite junk food uh, Lay's plain potato chips. Really? Wow. Yeah. I the love... rippled or the no, flat? No, flat. <laughs> I know. Okay. It's a weakness. We'll let it pass. <laughs> Is double dipping at a party ever acceptable? No. Name one of the seven dwarfs. Sleepy. Yeah, you would. <laughs> <laughs> Do not read into that answer. <laughs> Favorite type of tea? Uh, apple cinnamon. Ooh, that's a tea? Yeah. It is now. Okay. Uh, big dogs or small dogs? Uh, big dogs. And last but not least, what superpower would you like to have? 
Mm, that's a tough one. There's so many. Yes, but one. I think one. to read, read people's minds. Ooh. I think oh, that'd be ouch. fun. There you go. <laughs> Rapid <laughs> fire questions. It. I love it. I love right. it. Just to mix it up a little bit. Beautiful. Beautiful. Take it away, Colin. All right. Uh, Lorraine, uh, you've coached uh, your, as a massive team that you have. You're coaching your your your, your team members. Um, you're constantly reading your surrounding yourself with with people that you can learn from building that growth mindset how do you protect that mindset oh that's a good one um i think i'm really fortunate in when i compare myself to try to understand the way i'm wired and how i can best help others whenever i'm going how come they don't see this why do i see this and they don't see this Mm. so I do go to negativity. Like if something goes wrong, I go right there. I mean, it's something I work on, but I do go right there. The difference is I go, okay, that's the worst thing that can happen. What's the bright side? What's the silver lining? What can I do to make this better? Mm -hmm. So I'm really quick at, um, at switching it off. So it's like, you know, it's like feel the pain and then figure out what the gain is from it. Right. Like how can I get positive with it? Um, in the same token, I also do that with celebrating. So it's kind of like, woohoo, we did that. Okay, what's next? I don't, you know, I don't spend a lot of time either way in it. It's just like, it's day to day and it's having fun and being in the moment. Interesting. I yeah. love that. Thank you. Gear, what do you got? So for me, real estate provides a lot of opportunities. Yes. And one of those opportunities is being able to invest in real estate. So talk to us a little bit about you know, how that's helped you grow your, your wealth and how, to, how that's attracted some of your clients and how perhaps that's attracted some of your, your agents that you work with too. Um, that's huge. Absolutely huge. Uh, I, and it's funny because I had an email um, just last week from a, a, an agent that I know really well and they were talking about, you know, getting a job, a J-O-B. Um, and I'm like, what do you mean? And they said, well, it's a great opportunity. We were chatting about it. And their whole concern was around their retirement. Hmm. I'm thinking, wow, like you've had a great go in real estate. You've made some, you know, you've worked hard. You, you had a great income and you've never purchased an investment property ever. And I was blown away by that. You know, over the years I've owned 28, 29 separate properties. Um, some of the agents on my team I, that work for me, I've met through um, investing and, and selling them properties and then getting them on in real estate. And I mean, it, they're crushing it. Um, and it, it's a way of expanding. I mean, I've probably, I don't know, hundreds and hundreds, maybe five, 600 investment properties I've sold over the years. Wow. So it's definitely, and it's teaching people how to own them in the right way and how to leverage it. And like, I, I joke all the time. I mean, I own a property in Barrie. I bought it six years ago. I've never driven past it. I couldn't even, I, this sounds really bad, but I couldn't even tell you the address. Like, I don't yeah. care. Yeah. I got yeah. financial people that take care of it. Yeah. Um, I've never met the tenants. That's how you own investment property, in my opinion. Agreed. You leverage leverage yeah. it for sure. Um, and, and, and that's a big vision for my team. I mean, I believe I made a mistake because of my growth. Um, I always hired people that I thought would, you know, here, you can do my listings or my transactions, and then you could grow into a real estate agent after because everyone wants to be a real estate agent because mm-hmm. it's just so great. Um, that was a mistake. I want to hire people just for the role that they love. So it's their sweet spot. I right. never want to do the transactions because I wouldn't be good at it. But if you love doing it, that's great. But how can I help you make more money? You know, like if they're great talent, it's like I don't want anyone to ever have that ceiling. I don't like having a ceiling and I don't want anyone else to have that ceiling. Yeah. So my coaching to them is like, I just think it would be fantastic if everybody on my team, we were able to work with them so that they could replace their income. So one day they come to work because they want to, not because they have to. Love it. Love it. So how did you choose your first investment property? My very first investment property? Yeah. Um, my very first investment property, I was 18. I was in real estate for six weeks. Are you kidding me? Nope. Um, another real estate agent, um, listed this property and I'm like, oh my God, like, why did they list it for that price? It was a vacant lot. Um, I put an offer in right away on it and then I couldn't get financing for it because nobody wanted to let an 18 year old and I didn't have enough cash yet to buy it. 
So I went to another agent in my office and I said, okay, I have this property. I have an offer on it. This is the situation. If you lend me the money, we can go partners and we'll split it half and half. JV partner. Sweet. 1988. Do you have any idea this was a thing? (laughs) No. No, Of course not. Right? There's no internet. I couldn't search it up then. (laughs) It just made sense to me. Um, The day... Two years later. The day after it closed, we sold it for twice what we paid for it and split the money. And she said, if you ever want to do that again, kid, give me a call. Yeah. Wow. And we did. And then... Yeah, the next one was um, an offer, um, actually on a multiple offer situation, I won. Um, I wouldn't go multiple offer against, like, in my community again, but at the time, it wasn't the same. Um, And I did the offer, and somebody else wanted to buy it, and they came to see me, and I sold them the deal for, like, I made five grand, what I would have made commission kind of on the deal. Mm -hmm. Because they wanted it for a different reason, and I felt compelled to let them have it. That was nice of you. Yeah. Yeah. And I made, still made my commission. You still made your commission. You still yeah. made five grand. So yeah. Wow. Assignment. Didn't know that existed either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also did a rent to own then. Did you? Uh, 1990. I did uh, 1989 or 90. I did my first rent to own. No way. I had no idea. It just made sense to me. These people wanted to rent. The house was vacant. Let's put them together. Yeah. So you're so ahead of your time in every one of those. It's crazy. When I look back at it now, I think. That's so bizarre. Okay, so she's not listening. Whatever she's doing now, we should go be doing. Uh, <laughs> what do you have planned now? What is your vision for yeah. um, for real estate and investment? Total world domination. Sweet. <laughs> Queen of the North. Coming south. Yeah. Um, no, definitely going to be doing more with investing. I'm exploring different areas. Um just meeting more people, having conversations. I, I, I had somebody ask me recently, like, oh, my gosh, you're so busy selling houses. What are you doing down in Toronto at, like, an investment seminar? And I said, this is just fun. Like, seriously, it's fun. Uh, learning with other people, being around like-minded people. I mean, that's what it's all about. So definitely um, growing into different communities. But I'm starting more on referral or building relationships. Um, you know, I know what I need to do. It's like small steps create you know, it's that like, um, you know, throwing the pebble in the water and creating those waves. Yeah. That's basically what we're doing. We're just doing day by day, step by step. I have, you know, kind of a plan and a vision and uh, we're going to grow through it and, and have some fun doing it. Give us a sneak peek into your plan vision. <laughs> a sneak peek. Oh, you know how, how much I, I, I love to share like that part. Music. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think um, doing some of no the business... Doing some of the business through referrals. Okay. You know, I, I think that everybody's like, they want to have their name all over everything. And it, it's not about that. It's about, you know, helping other people become better real estate agents, coaching them, leading them. I, I mean, I think there's a lot of, uh, I, I see the difference. I, I guess when you do something for so long, you don't realize the strategy. And, you know, it, it's just things that I see naturally and that I do naturally. And I mean, you've, heard some of the crazy stuff right so I always see things a little different and to be able to share that with people on my team and have them implemented and watch that growth and how quickly they're able to you know scale up Um, I mean we have people on our team Eric on our team a lot of them they do really well I mean some of them have goals of 60 transactions and it's their second or third year this year and and I know they're going to achieve it so it's like helping people do that is fantastic so for me you know, if it's just building a relationship and doing some referrals to start and then just seeing where that goes, yeah, that's super cool. cool. And you want to diversify. I mean, if you have a, if you're into investments, you don't want to stay in the same neighborhood. So where are you looking at investing right now? Oh, everywhere. World domination. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> nice try. World domination. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So Absolutely. For, for the agents out there that are, <laughs> what's going on over here? <laughs> He just wants that leading edge. I, know, I mean, right? it's worked on other things. He's going, there's the pattern. Nice. It's true. It's true. It's true. For for agents that are just starting out or have, are hitting their own ceiling, if, if that's 10, 10 units a year or 60 units a year, in your case, it was like 160 units a year. What's, in your experience, what's that one thing that just pushes that person through that ceiling? I think it's um, the balance for sure. Like find that balance that Tuesday and Thursday off with the kids. Um, that gave me peace to be able to work on the weekends. Right. It's like, no, I spent time with the family. It was effective time. It was quality time. Um, you know, and now I can 
work on the weekend and not feel that same guilt, right? right? If you're, I think it's it's that whole effectiveness. I mean, you know, there's a lot of people that go to the office seven days a week or five days a week and they're like, they're working and it's like, but you're not working. Yes. Because you're not doing what you need to do to be effective. Like where are you getting your leads? Every day somebody's buying or selling, whoever finds them first, that's the name of the game. Yeah. 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 It's funny because I was driving over, um, I was listening to Jim Rowan and he said, you know, when you're at the beach, be at the beach. When you're at work, be at work. So yeah. just like you taking that time off to be with your kids, you're rejuvenating, you're focusing on them. So now when you go back to work for those five days, you're focused on work. Right. Like yeah. yeah. Um, and, and, and again, I don't think I did everything right. I mean, you know, um, I was late a lot picking my kids up from school and that's I right. still get those looks. And no, it, it's it's. I think that that's another thing that if I had to do it all over again, I would definitely make sure that my kids always understood they were a priority. I would never shush them because I was on a phone call or, or that whole thing. Because, I mean, let's face it, they're, they are number one. Right. Right. It's family first. Then it's your work family and then it's your clients. You know what I mean? Um, and, yeah, there were times where I'm sure that I made my family feel like work was number one. You know, I, I back in the day, I remember, you know, having the picture of Disney you know, in the car and telling the kids like, Shh, you know, mommy's on a call so I can make some money so we can all go to Disney. Um, you know, if I really look back and I'm going to be completely honest with myself, I really love working. Um, so yeah, I wanted to bring the kids to Disney, but it was my need to work that was driving me, not my, it wasn't necessarily about bringing the kids to Disney. That was still selling. Yeah. Unfortunately, it was selling my family. Yeah. So yeah. And for someone who, you know, say to you, you know, why do you work so much? Why are you always pushing yourself? Why are you always looking for bigger, better, faster, stronger? What is it you say to It's to a growth. It really and is. And that is what you're addicted to. Yeah. Well, I, I love the growth. You know, like if somebody says, you know, hey, we're going to, I don't know, we're going to go to the movies. My, I go to the movies and my mind goes, really, this is what we're doing? Like, you don't need me anymore. I'm just going to zone out. And, you know, the kids always laugh that I never make it through a full movie. <laughs> but I don't now. If you want to sit around and talk like this and have, you know, conversations. I mean, I love the relationships. I love the energy. Like you said, it's different when you're in the room versus on the call. Um, I love all of that. I love high minded um, conversations. I mean, the Tony Robbins stuff, I go back and I crew and I volunteer at that stuff. Awesome. I take time out of my my busy schedule because I know it makes a difference. And again, I guess it's being around like-minded people, right? Yeah. That's what's fun. So, I mean, I still do stuff. I still travel. Um, I travel quite a bit whenever I had the kids. I mean, I used to take a month off in the summer and I used to take December off every year. I mean, March break, um, the long weekends, like I, I made that work. Okay. Yeah, of course. And, and you know, Marvin, the, 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 the gentleman that owns our broker, she's like, when you're planning out your year, that's the first thing you do Absolutely. every year, right? Yeah. yeah. Book your family time in. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think a lot of people, a lot of agents are, you don't have to be an agent, it's just a lot of people forget to do that. Yeah, I'm Absolutely. working Monday through Friday or Monday or Sunday through Friday, whatever it is, and you choose your day off. And no, yeah. it's, it's the other way around. So my time off is either with family or my time off is out learning somewhere. I mean, I love nothing more than to go on a trip somewhere, be surrounded by like-minded people, learning something, seeing a beautiful new place. So now there's that old saying, hard works beat talent when talent doesn't work hard. So a new agent who is new to the business, um, are they going to be hearing take... Tuesdays and Thursdays off or two days a week off or what is your advice to that new agent new into the business and they still have to have the same balance I mean I'm a big person on my team I'm a big component of date night mm -hmm. I'm always pushing my agents like okay what's going on with balance what's happening at home mm -hmm. I, it's not I find a lot of people especially um, with expansion where people are expanding in different markets what they do is they look for an agent that's basically going to be a slave you know mm -hmm. Uh, I'm going to hire you, you're going to sell 50 homes a year and I'm going to make some of that money and that's what success is and that's not success to me. I mean, my whole team's thing is creating lives worth living and creating lives worth living starts with your family. You know, yeah. if you're, I mean, there's a balance um, and I don't believe balance is like perfectly achieved. I think you're always, it's like, you know, doing that airplane course, you're always recorrecting. Yes. Um, but in spring, obviously you're going to work harder than what you are in um 
in the winter time. So plan your time. I mean, I had an agent on my team that used to take uh, December, January, February off every year and she'd show back up in March and hit the ground running. And that's what the team was able to leverage her to do. Yep. <clears throat> so t- dive in a little bit of what success looks like to you then, because you, you've used that word a little bit throughout the, the podcast here, but I just want to dig deep into, into what does success mean for Lorraine? <laughs> so that's interesting because um, probably about a year and a half ago, uh, that was another ceiling for me that I had hit. Um, I felt a little bit like going to work every day felt like Groundhog Day, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah. Things were going fine. They were going well. We were achieving the numbers. You know, I was taking time off. I owned investment properties. I mean, I'm, you know... Uh, I'm putting two kids through school. Like life is good. I'm feeling fortunate, but it just felt like something was missing. Um, so success for me is, is continual growth. I know I've said it over and over again, but it's really important to me. So changing up and being surrounded by people that have that growth mindset has been massive, absolutely massive. And, and for the, the agents or the, the staff that's on your team, how do you measure their success? It's individual. It's about what their goals are. It really is. Um, You know, if I've learned anything, it's about listening to other people. You know, what I want is what I typically will want for others because it's what I want, but that's not what others want, right? You need to listen and, and figure out what it is they want and then make that work. But, you know, that's frustrating whenever you all have to be in line, Right. So if I'm trying to coach other people to what they want to achieve, but yet I'm also for me, growth is important. That doesn't work if at least that one piece isn't in a line. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Like, so you're always coaching them to win, but yet you're not getting any part of that win. Like it has to be win win for everybody. Mm-hmm. So to me, winning is if everybody's growth minded and then you tell me what you want to grow into, then we make that happen together. Awesome. Awesome. We got a couple of questions here. Okay. Let me let me uh, get a couple out here for us. Um, so so Michael, uh, let me just add this here. Here we go. Michael. At what point do you suggest bringing on your first hire? I, that's a that's that question's always at the top yes. of the list when we're looking at at bringing on you know growing our teams and and. Um, so, How are you going to answer that? Word? I think that's funny because a little while ago you made that comment about, oh, you know, somebody's doing like 10 deals or whatever. What would you tell them? I'm thinking I tell them to go to work. Yeah. <laughs> if that's if you're looking to grow a team, I mean, it's different if, you know, uh, your balance is, you know, a certain amount of hours at work. And you know what I mean? I, I honestly don't believe real estate is a part time uh, job. I don't think you're doing your clients any justice. I don't think you're doing the industry any justice if you're part time. Uh, I believe it's all in. That's huge. And um, if you're doing, I mean, if you follow the model, you should be doing, in my opinion, like 24 to 36 transactions. I mean, there's no reason why you can't be doing 36 transactions before you bring on that first hire. That's my opinion. Um, I believe because in the city, the dollar value is a little higher. Um, Maybe people don't push the same. Mm. Right? I mean, my clients expect the same from me. Um, You know, the same level of service. Yeah. And the first uh, hire, who would our first hire be? If you're, um, it, it's always an admin. A lot of people get excited and they go to the buyer agent, but you need admin leverage. Um, even on a team. So I would say if you're doing 24, you can be looking at that admin hire. But, you know, a lot of people get excited. I've seen that where they get like this glazed over look and they go into like, oh, someone that's going to pick up my dry cleaning and, you know what I mean, do a lot of different things. And they're not realizing that they're the responsibility of hiring that person is to then grow the 24 more transactions. Um, and it doesn't mean that you're hiring them and they're giving you 24 or more cousins and relatives and deals themselves it's they're leveraging you so that you can go do those 24 more transactions that's your commitment to each other so the role of that admin is what do you see the that, that number one role of the admin um some of it for some people it's accountability to make sure you're doing your lead gen i've seen it used that way i think it's important um i would say some of the paperwork leverage like any time that i've had admin you know they're getting the listing documents ready mm-hmm. they're doing the trade record sheets you know they're doing a lot of that um you know probably sphere data entry because i i'm always floored to find out that there's people out there that don't have a sphere you know they haven't added anyone to their database so that would be really important yep. and then the follow-up with it 
Cool, cool. Uh, next question is here from uh, our good friend Dina, and maybe it it kind of goes in line with <laughs> with some of the stuff you've been saying. But at what point in your success do you decide or know it's time to build a team? When you have more leads than what you know what to do with, and you've already been working with somebody in the office, giving them like I mean. People always think they got to bring everyone on their team, and I think that's just ego. Uh, it's you know start referring them to somebody in the office and get a piece of it instead of dropping the ball all over or disappointing a client. Yep. Yeah, I yeah, I, yeah. I think that's how I started about three years ago. I took on, I can't remember the number of listings all in a matter of three weeks, and I said to myself, "I'm leaving money on the table if I don't leverage this." Yeah, yeah. and that that opened my eyes to to what a team could look or leveraging other agents could look like, I, I should say. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's, that's good. That's good. Um, what, what does attract people to your team? Probably the people on the team. Cool answer. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, you know, if you pay attention to a lot of people's names and I, I mean, it, it was just a natural. I never really gave it much thought, but a lot of them have like the Lorraine Jordan team. And for me, the word team is first because without them, I'm nothing like it's, it's together. Right. So Great. that's what's so, important to um, me. We got to rename our teams. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Did I just do that? <laughs> yeah. You heard it here first, <laughs> but Hey, we, we joke about this kind of stuff, but this is also the, you know, in conversations like this is where you, you really get to learn about your own team and and, how, and you never want to compare because that's not, you know, really. No, everybody's real, different. No, and real estate is an easy, I, I find it's an easy thing where comparing happens a lot. Correct. Right. Right. And, and, to, and to, to check yourself and say, no, there's Team Jordan is doing it this way and they're having this success. Perhaps that's a model I should follow as opposed to the opposite is criticize it because that I think that's where a lot of people go. Would, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and it's knowing, knowing who you are and, um, you know, putting it together with who you want to be in business with. I mean, these are people you spend a lot of time with every day. Of course. So who do you want to be in business with? Like-minded people. Yeah, absolutely. This question came in, uh, right at the beginning. Ho- hopefully Kath is still with us and you've, you've mentioned this over, over the podcast, but I just want to dive into it a little bit and make sure we answer her question. Uh, how do you balance your work? Uh, life real estate is busy and I'm sure unpredictable hours and and I'm gonna let you run with that because I know how to answer that my way but I want Lorraine to answer that so it's definitely juggling so for instance um, when my kids were little I mean they you know went to bed at 730 or whatever so I would pick them up after school at 330 I'd go swimming lessons hockey practice doctor's appointments dentist whatever it was um, and then go home we would have dinner together we would do homework and I'd put them to bed and then I would go out and meet clients but it's your sphere of influence, right? You're, it's always about the people that you're with every day. So I was meeting a lot of the parents and the hockey kids and the swimming parents. And so they had the same lifestyle as I did. So it just was logical sense to say, hey, you know, they'd say, oh, can we meet to do an offer or come over and give us a price on the house? And I would say, um, you know, well, what time do you put the kids to bed at? Like, and they'd say eight o'clock and I'd say, okay, why don't I come over at eight 30? And they're like, what really? And I'm like, you know what? I don't mind at all. Like it'll be easier for you to concentrate, you know, and it was bringing service to them and it worked for my life. So, you know, think about, like I tell young people with that have um, kids that they want to work nine to five, Monday to Friday, go out door knocking, cold call, do something during the day where you're going to meet people. If they're home and you get to talk to them during the day, that usually means you get to do business with them during the day. (laughs) Ha ha. Imagine that, eh? Yeah. Imagine that. I like that. And yeah, yeah, people do get blown away when you can say you can meet them a little bit later in the evening than than your typical work day or whatever that looks like. It's win-win for everybody again. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I have a question here from uh, Kirby. You might want to pull that up. He says, what's the mission and vision of Team Jordan? Well, it's definitely creating lives worth living. And I don't know, I keep joking about the total world domination, but... That's been one. The other one has There's been truth in everything, my friends. Right. <laughs> the other thing that we've talked about a lot is I've I've said it. I I, I struggle with it because it doesn't sound humble, but <laughs> I'm gonna put it out there. It's I want to be the real estate team that other real estate agents refer their friends and family to. I like it. 
That's not humble. Um, that's confidence. Well, it's just I think there's a lot of agents out there that go, you know what? I have four or five more years of my career. I don't need to join a team. I don't need to embrace new technology. I don't need to change. My clients love me, you know. Um, and I mean, I've done some of these things. You know, I've given them a pumpkin. I've given them. I mean, we gave Christmas trees. Like we do a lot of stuff like that. But I think people think that that means that their clients are going to be completely loyal to them. And I think that's. Um, I think it's it's wrong. Yeah. yeah. I don't think they should think that way. I think they should, you know, first of all, I mean, it's their, it's their friend, it's their family member. It's a close acquaintance, um, to think that they're going to always be loyal to them when they can get better service elsewhere is it's like Sears again. Yeah. yeah. I have a question. Uh, and it's almost too, by the way, Kirby approves world domination. World domination. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, my question is all, it's two part. Uh, what's your, What, what's your vision for 2019 or what do you see in the future for 2019? What do you see in the future of real estate, uh, not just in Canada, worldwide? Wow, that's a tough one. Um, yeah, Lorraine. <sighs> what? <laughs> the, the, vision, the vision of real estate, the vision, I mean, if you have any intuition whatsoever, um, you know the world is changing quickly and fast. I mean, every every day there's some new brand out there that's saying, hey, we're the new real estate experts. Hey, we're the real estate experts. Hey, we're the real estate experts. And I mean, basically, they're just websites. That's all they are. Um, anybody can put up a, uh, anybody can list a property for sale. They can put up a sign. They can put it on a website and, you know, make better search engines. They can do all that kind of stuff. But when it boils down to it, it's about relationships, somebody you feel comfortable with, somebody you trust and, you know, strategy. You know, if you really have somebody that cares about you and they want to help you and they are constantly learning, they're going to be able to provide better strategies to get you that investment property or get you financing on it. Or, you know, if you just go in and see anybody or you go on a site that you can buy an investment property, you know, oh, you need 20% down and this is how you do it. Well, you know what? I've done that. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, I can't get any more mortgages because, you know, I can only get so many through this one bank and you don't know that there's other opportunities out there. Mm -hmm. And you need to constantly be learning. And again, you don't know that unless you're in conversation. I mean, and we know some great people. I mean, look at Mandy. Yeah. I mean, Mandy's grown a lot and it's all about relationships. It's not about some shiny website that she throws up and everybody's, you know, filling out applications. No, people meet her and go, you know what? I want to give you money and I want to invest with you because I like you and I trust you. And that's what it's about to me. Yeah. And how does she do that? The only way she can do that is going to, and networking oh. and getting knee to knee with people and yeah, yeah meeting belly. people yeah. Relationships yeah. it's all about you know and being real and authentic mandy's very real and authentic oh yeah without right? a doubt yeah without a doubt and your vision for this year 2019 we know the market has changed uh, we've seen some ups and downs over the last bit um what do you see 2019 So for me, as far as my vision goes, um, my personal vision is just to spend more time with agents and helping them become better because um, if we don't become, if they don't, or as a, you know, an individual, if they don't become better, they will be replaced by a website, right? So if I can teach somebody some strategies and some skills and, you know, how to set themselves up better, how to get out there and meet more people and add more value, that's going to be the changing point. Um That's how I, I honestly think that's going to be the difference. I think that there's going to be, I believe, not I think, I know that there's going to be, a lot of people are going to be going on teams yes. um, because you you can't compete. I mean, I know how, I mean, we're competing with some of the big brands out there that are trying to, you know, bring down our value by offering less commission. And I understood and understand why some people want to pay less commission because they don't see the value. It's because they're working with the wrong people. Right. I mean, every time I can show you how we're selling homes for more money and getting our clients more money. I mean, we're bringing in a handyman. We're bringing in a stager like just that kind of stuff makes a huge difference. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've seen clients get fifty thousand dollars more and they spent four thousand dollars on some improvements we suggested. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, I, it's it's going to be one of my next roadside chats. But one of those roadside chats that I have lined up is, you know, who you taking advice from? You take it. Uh -huh. Right. Who are you taking it from? mom and dad whom we love but have only sold one or two properties in their lifetime or agents that have sold hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of properties thousands and thousands of properties. that's what i meant to say thousands yeah. and thousands. <laughs> right yeah. um when you know the I mean? when the industry average is for sales i mean you know and, and i think that there's some great agents out there that aren't doing a lot of production but you know if they really want to do the growth and they're willing to do what it takes that can change 
but they have to be hungry to you yeah. know put in the effort it's always funny when we're here how how fast time flies <laughs> and we are at that hour mark so for uh people listening uh how do they get in touch with you whether it's buying selling or investing Give give us that you know the secret numbers. <laughs> What's the website? Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So of course it's teamjordan.ca. But um, yeah, my personal email is lj at teamjordan.ca. Um, so you can email me. That actually come, comes to me, and even my cell number seven zero five five two eight. 4207 and you can text me on that number boom i will not be answering my phone when i'm with clients i never ever do that so text me and let's set up a time and tell us again the areas that you cover so anyone who's looking to join a team out in your area or buy or sell investing real estate in your area that we're pretty much all of simcoe county um i have agents that have joined the team recently that live in collingwood with saga beach i mean one the mayor was you know their grandfather that sort of thing so we do have people covering all all of that area. So Aurelia, Barry, Midland, Penetang, Tiny Township. Um, and I always tell people like if you have a referral for, I always say North of Seven and you have no idea who, um, send me a text and we'll give you a great agent that we work with. And I've sent your referrals. Out. Do it. Be, yes, do it. yes, <laughs> do absolutely. It, do it, do it. Lorraine, it's always a pleasure having oh, you. Thank you for having um, me. Again, guys, you're in tuned into the you're tuned inside uh, not so black and white real estate uh, podcast. I'm your host, Sir Colin Campbell. We have Gary A. McGowan. I'm trying to point to these things up here. Gary A. McGowan with the Queen of the North, Lorraine Jordan. <laughs> Thank funny. you. All right. You. Yeah. Don't forget, we are all on these podcast sites, so that's where you can get a hold of us: Spotify, Google Play, Apple, and our website. This video replay will be here on Facebook. Facebook, and it'll jump on to YouTube within a couple of days. Good day, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Ciao. Bye.